I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Reframing Chronic Illness podcast, the place to listen to, think about and question the common narrative that surrounds what life with a chronic illness should, quote unquote, look like according to the status quo and mainstream society. Moving away from the fix, reject, fight, resist narrative you'll find conversations about how chronic illness can be your guide, ally and superpower. It's my belief that chronic illness serves a purpose. No, not the inexplicable thorn in our sides we've been conditioned to see chronic illness as. (laughs) This podcast and my work as a coach is all about helping you explore that purpose and opening yourself up to the idea that your chronic illness can lead you towards a more joyful, peaceful, healing and fulfilled life. I'm Alana Holloway, chronic illness coach, and today I welcome Becca McLeish, aka The Rebel Hypnotist, for the final episode of season two. If I've ever met a person so inspirational in their approach to creating a life they love against a backdrop that would challenge anyone's resilience, Becca is she. A high school dropout and a late bloomer, 
Becca qualified in her late 40s and said reaching midlife was the point her life opened up as she tuned into her inner rebel and lived for her, when society would have had her believe it was the beginning of the downward slope. If you, if you, if there's something that uh, that's happening in your life that you just keep resisting and you just try to, you know, it, that creates more of a feeling of out of controlness and, you know, yeah. we talk about fighting that thing. So in some ways it's about, okay, if this is my thing right now, how can I get into it? How can I use it? What, what are the strengths it's given me for a start? Yeah. Like, what have I become because of it? Becca's a cognitive hypnotherapist and positive psychology coach. And if nothing else, she hopes she's proof that you get to create a life you love at any age and with any history. Becca helps her clients break the rules and live life on their own terms by shifting their perspective on the things that are keeping them stuck. Reprogramming their limiting beliefs to a more supportive internal narrative and highlighting their values, strengths and abilities to move forward and create lasting change is her privilege and joy in life. Before we get going, I want to tell you that I've opened the doors to your chronic illness ally for round two. Writing this programme has been a huge pleasure. Being able to collate everything I've learned and developed for both my own life and practice and for those I coach feels so bloody good. If you're ready to start feeling better, right now, without changing a single thing about your chronic illness, then you have until Thursday 5th of May at 9pm British Standard Time to sign up. I'll pop a link in the show notes or you can visit my website alanaholloway.com and find all the information you need there. Hey Becca! Hi! How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm very well. I was just saying this is my, yeah, this is my last um, guest episode of the season. So there's lots of good energy. I'm really excited to to get chatting to you. Um, yeah, I absolutely love love your work and um, relate so much to what you talk about on stories because you're you're quite good at talking on stories um, and. Yeah, so I just really wanted to get you on to talk a bit about what you do, why you do it, and how that relates, or how I suppose it can relate to living with chronic illness um, and how it can help. Um, so you are titled, your your kind of title, your brand is the Rebel Hypnotist. I actually managed to say the word that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'd love to know, what does rebellion mean mean to you how does it and has it shown up in your life and how did you come to do what you do um well thank you for having me first oh, of all and to be in the last your last episode um for me so I was raised um on a council estate um single mother I was the eldest uh, daughter of a single um mother I had got three siblings and life was hard and I left school at 16. I didn't have any qualifications. Um, and I worked my way up um, in various jobs and I ended up getting a job in television. I met my husband, got married, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Um, for me, looking back on my life, I was like, 
I've always been rebelling and rebelling doesn't always mean you're the person that is the most, um, what's the word? Uh, and, 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 uh, yeah, like a troublemaker. Anarchic and whatever. Yes, anarchic. Yes, we'll go with that. Um, For me, it's doing the opposite of what everybody expects you to do or what is the norm. Do you know what I mean? So one of the things I often say is like, um, rest can be a rebellion. Mm. Um, You know, taking time for yourself can be a rebellion. Um, If you're in a family like mine, where it was just get on and do it and just, you know, I've worked in a chip shop, I've worked in a print factory, I've worked, it was just, who do you think you are? Go and do that thing. You know, for me, it was like doing more for myself was a rebellion. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as I got older, it was, you know, I started going through midlife and I just, I thought I was going a little bit crazy. Um, I didn't sleep, I wasn't myself, my anger was through the roof. And I started looking at, I'd always had an interest in how your mind could affect everything, the way you show up, the way, you know, and, and um, kind of your attitude to everything, you know, it's it's within you to change, to change your attitude. Um, And so I just thought something's got to change. And I did the training. um, And that was the start of my rebellion, my rebellion of like, this is actually not the end for me, which a lot of women think at my mm. age, at my age, this is, I had my first child, I was a single parent, I had my first child, at, uh, I got pregnant at 19. A rebellion for me is, this is just the beginning, um, you know, and my kids get to see that. Um, oh, I love that. That it's like, I'm making myself a priority. Um, and that's not selfish, that actually feeds out to everybody around me, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I got into what I do. Um, I wanted to then pass that on. It's a gift, you know, it, um, and it's my passion to pass that on to to other women to know you can, it can you can feel like you're in the lowest at the lowest place at the lowest ebb, and just the way just changing the way you think about it can turn around your whole story, and then you just start taking a step a step a step, and you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that story and um, your journey through, especially rebellion, not meaning you're the troublemaker. Because mm-hmm. I, like you, have had, you know, rebellion quite, you know, it's part of me. Um, but that was labelled as being the troublemaker when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. And so I shut it away for so long because I was like, I, I don't want to be that person. But now I, in the past couple of years... I've really begun to like love my rebellious side and really honor it and allow it to re- allow it to be alive. Yeah, which is so is so lush. Um, you said about you know just changing your thoughts can kind of change the way mm-hmm. you feel, show up, etc. How do you do that when you're in a place of not even having the motivation to do that? Yeah. Um... I think you just need the tiny bit of a seed of a need of a, of a desire to change things. Yeah. What I what I love about what I do is that sometimes I'll say, you know, a client will be like, "I'm just not um, confident," or "I'm just not," um, I don't have direction, or I just, you know, whatever it is. And I use um, 
I do, I, you use a seed of that emotion. So it's like somewhere in your life, you have felt confident. Somewhere in your life, you've had direction. Somewhere in your life. And so we go back and we find that moment. You don't mm. need to have it now. You just need to find it. And then we talk about what, what does that feel like? What does confidence feel like? So, you know, they might be feeling really, really low, really, really down, but it's like, I remember that time when you felt really confident. You could have been five. You could have been like, you know, you could have been in the Christmas play. You could be, whatever it is, where did you feel it in your body? How did it feel? How did it make you feel? How do you, how would you know when you were confident? And we tap into that. And we, it's like reusing and repurposing old feelings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's really nice. Because I'm just imagining like times when I'm feeling like, oh, you know, I don't even have the mo- I don't even feel there's none of that feeling you know of like mm-hmm. oh yes I can do it it's just quite a draggy but but actually you know if I'm say like stuck stuck in bed or stuck on the sofa and being like I don't want to get up I don't want to do anything and thinking okay when did I feel energetic when I when did I feel like I wanted to do that just bringing that in is such yeah, a nice and just, way it, 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 I mean I think there's a thing where we just think and we want to just, you know, yeah. just assume. But if you just lay there, thought about that time, maybe it's a time when you were, maybe it's not that you want to feel like vava vum, but just like, oh, what time when you were really happy, you were lying on a beach and you remember the sun on your skin mm. and how did it feel? Did you feel it in your chest? Did you feel it in your stomach? What colour would that feeling have for you? All of those things, the submodalities of the feeling is what changes. And, you know, our thoughts create our reality. It's as simple as that. Um, And I know we think of that on the big scale, you know, with manifestation and all of that stuff, but it starts with the minutiae. It starts with changing how you feel in that moment. Yeah. And that then snowballs into the manifestation and bringing things to you and stuff like that. But, you know, if you can change, if you can go from feeling flat, low, deflated, you know, and just get a glimpse of what it feels like, to feel different yeah and then when you have the when you realize you have that ability suddenly the more often you do it the the easier it becomes I think yes you know I grew up with um I think my mum probably had um her own mental health issues at you know mother of four mm. uh, you know single parent I mean were. it would be amazing if she didn't right yes exactly um it, it left its scars on me, but I think it was one of those things that I looked at that and I remember thinking, God, you're just so deep in it. You know, you're just so, you, you, you can never, there was just that when you, when you feel like that, that's what comes to you and everything that comes to you looks like, well, of course that, of course that happened to me because yeah. it's going to happen to me, right? That's my life. And yeah. I just remember thinking even as a, as a little kid, um, you could get yourself, you could just see things differently a little yeah. bit and that yeah. would change your surroundings. That would change how you showed up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I relate to that a lot. Um, and, and, and how that has fed into, I don't know if, if this is the same for you, but how that has fed into kind of before I realised stuff, I would really reject any um, low... Uh, feelings because oh my god what if I get into that like place yeah. where I can't get out again yeah um which brings me on to ask um I you mentioned kind of manifestation etc and mm-hmm. I have personally experienced like a fear 
get over like quote unquote negative thoughts and um oh my god I've just thought that and now nothing's gonna like work out in my manifestation or you know oh if I think that it's just gonna ruin all of my good thoughts or ruin any possibility of something coming into my life Mm -hmm. what would you say to that I think there's this whole thing where people think you know there's there's a whole on social media slew of people out there like selling this whole idea that they have the key they have the you know (laughs) kind of um, magic key and I think um I when I look back I think I manifested all through my young 20s when I was on my own I was single parent you know one of the things I used to think about was I wonder if I'll have a house with French doors one day that was like oh. the height of like that was like <laughs> if I could have patio doors that open, yeah. at this point I was living in a bed sit with cockroaches in the in the kitchen wow. like, yes yeah. um <laughs> and I think you know when I think back to those times I used to write like not in an envious way but what I would what I wanted to do or what you know the things that my plans for the future all the time but having said that, I had days where I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. You know, I had days where, like, my eldest Jess would just scream and scream and scream and scream. And I was just beyond, you know, I just, there was a man upstairs that would play reggae morning, noon and night, at the, <laughs> like, so loud. And it wasn't the best time. But I think when 75% of your time you are looking to the future and what can change and looking for the good things and looking for the opportunities. Um, that's still going to move you forward. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's still going to move you forward. That's what I think anyway. Yeah. Like having that. Yeah. I like that kind of idea of 75% of, of your thoughts or whatever, or, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever percentage. Um, and having that, I talk a lot about kind of with chronic illness, having that belief that you can feel better however that looks to to you um that being the driving force behind basically everything you know that you do in in that vein and it used to be for me the idea that my skin would be totally clear and I'd be free of eczema um but actually that has changed a lot in the past couple of years to be actually if my eczema's here it's here if it's not it's not um but I'm gonna live my life it's the things I always put like my clear skin as a barrier in between being able to live the life I wanted to live and where I was then exactly right but actually like collapsing that and being like no I I can just take that that caveat out and I can just start living um how I want to live and and having the belief that I can do the things I want to do with my skin if it's bad, you know. Or yeah, it's my how you're feeling period. in that moment, isn't it? Like it's all. Yeah. It's not. Yes, that's a part of it, but there are so many other things that, if you choose to, can yeah. light up that that moment, can light up that space, and then the the skin, the whatever you know, the whatever the French it doors. Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those things become less significant, and you can kind of look at the bigger picture. Another thing that I like to really, really do um, with clients is is talk about their values and their values in action. Um, there's a there's a what do you call it? A quiz. It's not a quiz. There's a thing you can do online. Yeah. For VIA strengths which helps you know more about who you are. Like my strengths are things like appreciation of excellence and beauty is one of my highest ones. And I used to wonder why I had like countless 
um, photos on my phone of like a bowl of lemons. And <laughs> I don't know why I spent the afternoon taking photos of a bowl of lemons on my phone. Um, but that's because it's what speaks to me. It's what yeah. lights me up. And once I realise that, it's a really good tool. Um, mm. It's part of positive psychology coaching. Um, and if you can f- work out what your top five are and feed into those, even yes. when you've got something that's hard, it's really hard. If you are feeding into things that really matter to you at your core, you can't change that. That's your core. Like, do you know what I mean? I, there's a wall along where I live that's got this particular kind of moss on it. And it's got like this, um, I don't, there's probably a scientific name for them, these thick bits that stick out with a bobble on top. And when there's dew, it looks like the wall looks like it's covered in like diamonds. Like when the wow. light. Wow. Um, and I know that other people, I've walked past and stopped and like stared and taken photos. And I know that uh, even my family, my kids are like, what is she doing? Um, but <laughs> when, you you. when you realise that that's you, that's me. Yeah. And when I've, now that I've accepted, that's who I am. That lights me up. That makes me happy. Um, so there are so many different strengths, but it could be humour. It could be being helpful to others. But there's so many. I can't remember how many there are. I think there's 26 um maybe it's 36 um but when you do something like that and you start feeding into the things that light you up it just shifts things it just yeah. makes it helps you see things from a different perspective yeah that's so, that's so cool so via value values and values action, is, action yeah yeah, yeah. that's really makes so much sense mm. and it, because if i'd done it's another thing it's another kind of rebellion thing isn't it it's like if i had not stopped and looked at those things if I had because my mum actually saw the photos of the, lem- the bowl of lemons and was like why have you got like a bajillion bowl photos of, bowls of lemons <laughs> in your phone um if I had thought other people would think that was weird I'm not going to do that yeah then I'm denying who I am and the things that actually light me up it doesn't hurt anyone if I do them I'm happier I'm a nicer person yeah. um so it's it it's it's um it is putting yourself first and finding the things that light you up so that mm. the things that are bringing you down take up less space in your brain. Mm. That makes me think about something we said uh, in a call we had previously, um, nourishment, not punishment. And mm. there's this, oh, it makes me like, bleh, but, you know, the idea that we have to punish ourselves towards our goals or our dreams or our whatever as ambitions. You know, if you think about diet culture, for example, it's mm-hmm. all about punishment towards reaching a goal weight but you know feeding these things nourishing these things and yes. allowing growing through that like that makes total sense yeah in 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 your for your brain for your bo- you know for your body yeah. like all in all of the ways yeah yeah and and as you say it makes you a happier person like I just I enjoy myself more like mm-hmm. I enjoy my own company like spending time in my body myself more when all of these things are fed when I, when I, you know, feed my solitude for me is big. And yeah. like, you know, when I feed that and, Oh, why are you spending time on your own? Or like, Oh, that's a bit unsociable or whatever. All right. Whatever. And your I rebellion is, be, is doing that because you know that for you, it's what you need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And being able to, you know, as you say, like your mom's like, why, why are you doing that? Or your kids, why are you doing that? Oh, mom, come on. You know, um, you know having the language to kind of say this is what feeds me and and it may 
embarrass them or irk them or whatever but having that kind of self-belief and confidence to stand by yourself and I love what you said about putting yourself first it there's this misconception I think that you know putting yourself first is selfish or whatever but it does it just bleeds out into every everybody and everything absolutely yeah my I mean I know that my husband and my kids would say for sure when I started to put myself as the first step, everything changed. And so now, and yet it is embarrassing when you have to say, um, you know, I, I need, I, I just need to do this, you know, because yeah. I'm an empath. Sometimes things can feel a lot for me if I'm, you know, if I'm in a room of a lot of people or mm -hmm. you have to go to something. And now I just say to my husband, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, this, this might be a lot for me or, or, you know, to counteract this I'm going to do this or it's just you set your boundaries and then yeah. everybody knows where they stand yes this is yeah that you know yeah and you have your little thing you know I what you're just saying reminds me of like I do something called cushioning where like if I am doing something that might put me at my edge a bit like being in a room full of people yeah and I'll like build cushions around that so that it leads me into it and then takes me it's like a warm-up and warm down yes love it um and that you know that really helps and it's just I know how it's like you've not figured out but you've you understand yourself and your body so much more and you understand the tools you need to to help you there um so something that might be considered as putting yourself first or your your desires or dreams is breathwork and I know you've been training in breathwork recently so I'd love to hear more about that more about your experience and your reasons and as we were talking about just before this how that relates to kind of chronic how breathwork is so brilliant for chronic illness yeah um with inflammation and everything like that yeah um so I it's really weird but um I am terrible at throwing out my emails um, like I've literally got emails from like when I left when I lived in Canada which is like I don't know about 15 years I mean honestly <laughs> ridiculous um, and I kind of sometimes go back and go through, through and just it's nice to reminisce anyway long story short I found a message to my daughter who I think she had an exam and I was like and this became our our, our strap line I said just keep breathing mm -hmm. you know no matter what happens um just focus on your breath as long as you're breathing because you know when you hold your breath yeah and that's what we do when we're kind of stressed or you know I was like if, you, if you're in there and you're trying to think and you're holding your breath that's not going to help you so just keep breathing and that became I even had a necklace with that made on, made, on for her and that just became our little kind of thing so it's always been really important to me and then I did hypnotherapy and obviously when I when I when you do anything like that there's a lot of like three clearing breaths at the beginning yeah um all of that stuff I just knew it was important to me but I'd never found the right time or the right one to do anyway I um oh I recently went down that journey and um a holotropic breath work is, is something I hadn't even heard of until not, not long ago. And I had a session last week that blew my mind. It was so, when you say to somebody, oh, you spend an hour, you breathe <laughs> and it changes 
the person you are at the other end, you think, what? Well, we breathe every day, blah, blah, blah. One, <laughs> we breathe every day, but we breathe, we're often breathing up here, which mm-hmm. is so bad for us. And I still have to remind myself to drop my breath into um, my diaphragm and, you know, into my stomach because yeah. this tells us that we're in fight or flight. This tells us get ready because something's about to happen. And that is so bad for your body, right? You're, you know, and for me, I know that I'm like this, I breathe up here and I'm like, yeah, this is normal. This is totally normal. You know, <laughs> you realize and you're like, Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's space between my shoulders and my yeah. legs. <laughs> Even um, when I'm going to sleep now, just dropping my breath into my stomach and noticing and just concentrating my breath, I go to sleep so much quicker. Um, it's amazing. So holotropic breath work um, is basically, you're kind of going like this. Um mm-hmm. And it releases DMT, which is also what's in plant medicine. So it's a little bit trippy. Oh, mm-hmm. it's very weird. It's our own natural kind of, um, it's our own natural source of DMT. But yes. it does, you can see, sometimes you see things, sometimes it feels a little bit out of body experience, you know, yeah. going to be honest. But the whole breathwork thing, I mean, you know, I'm still learning. I'm very new at this, but it, it reduces inflammation. It changes the way, because we're changing the way our body um, is reacting to things, we're, we're changing. But it also changes the B, the pH of your blood. Like, it, mm. it, it makes it more alkaline. Let's see if I can remember my stuff. Um, <laughs> so, like I say, it's, it's still a new journey for me, but um, I love it, and I love the idea of, combining that with hypnotherapy and just taking you on a journey so you're yeah. doing breath work but we're also clearing a lot of the other stuff um together yeah yeah about it. making it like quite a rounded experience yeah yeah mm. so what would a obviously not giving away too much but what would a session or a group of sessions with you kind of look like and and why would somebody come? Like, what what's the kind of main thing that your clients come to you with? Okay, um, so if I had to put it in a nutshell, uh, you know, I I work with women now, really, um, mostly, um, and it has all it is so many things, but it all it often comes back to worth. Mm-hmm whether it's an illness, whether it's, you know, it's worth, it's fear. Um, and people often think it's the, they want to tell me the whole story. And obviously we're going to, we, t- we do talk about the whole story. That's, but it's not, the story is not important. It's how the story makes you feel that's important. And that's mm. the thing that I work on. So mm. it's kind of irrelevant. You know, you can say, oh, and this happened to me and that happened to me and that person said that and blah, 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 blah. And we'll do all of that in the beginning. And, you know, it's good to get it out. But the difference yes. between what I do and talk therapy is when you talk about those things, your, re- your body goes through, um, your body is re-traumatized. Yeah. So every time you talk about, if, you, if you're talking to your friend about something really bad that happened to you and you keep talking to all of your friends about this thing, you're literally re-traumatizing yourself every time you do it. And it's what we do. And also we can get addicted to it because- Oh my God, yes. It's like, this is my thing, you know, whether it's illness or whatever it is, 
this yeah. is my thing, this is my thing. And because it becomes so normal for you, it becomes habitual. So yeah. um, it feels that you're used to that heightened emotion. So you're like, oh, this must be my place. Because this, feels, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because this yeah. feels right to me. So you keep talking about it, and you keep talking about it, and you 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 keep re-traumatizing yourself. Yeah. Um. There is definitely a place for talk therapy. I'm not dissing it. I started to qualify before I did hypno. I started in counselling, and I just suddenly thought, well, this is not uh, asking somebody constantly how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? How does that mm-hmm. make you feel? Doesn't feel right to me. Mm. Um. You know, it, it just, it didn't feel right. And that's why I looked for hypnotherapy. I, I wanted something that had a solution at the end right. and out of that. Um, and that's what hypnotherapy does. Um, so there isn't really, um, you know, I, I have a six session package, um, but I take the person and their story and their feelings as they come. And then we, yeah. work, um, we work with that. So it can look different ways for different people. You know, like I've got a client at the moment and she's just in transition in life. And there are lots of little things that we work on because I've got, the, you know, it's, I've, I'm qualified in, I'm a master NLP practitioner, hypnotherapy, um, positive psychology coach, and now breath, breath work. And I'm sure I've forgotten something. Um, <laughs> but it just means that I really work with the, per- I really love what I do. And I just work with the person for whatever yeah. it is I think that they need. So this one woman, she's going through transition. She's left her job and she wants to do something new and she may go into into some sort of therapy or something you know at training yeah she was like I've got all these books on the side of my bed and I just you know I I was I feel like I'm I, I never get through them and I you know I feel like a fraud when I'm when at, um, at a dinner party and I say well, I, oh yeah I've got that book so you know maybe I've only read the first page and I just said this is another kind of rebellion thing What if you just picked up the book that appealed to you and you read one chapter? Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, that changed my life. She's yeah. like, you know, I've read five chapters of different books and I've, and I've picked up something in each one of those books. It's, yeah. like, it's about just rebelling against what we're told. You must pick up that book, read it from front to back and yes. be able to verbatim, you know, you can have just got a feeling from that book, from that, yeah. from that chapter. It's still worth something. Oh, totally. So it's about, as well as dealing with the issue for me, it's just about changing the perspective of, on life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just about kind of putting on a different pair of glasses and seeing things from a different way. Yeah. And, you know, making things like truly work for you and but like realising that you can do that. Yeah. What's what's going to happen? She was like, oh, blew her mind a little bit for a minute. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. So what if you read one chapter and you got a really juicy piece of information that like, really changed your you know the way you perceive things but you you wouldn't have done that because oh no you must start at the top the first book and work your way through do you know yeah. what I mean um so I think it's just it's just that it's just saying whatever society tells us is the way to do things isn't always the way to do things do you know no what I mean? like you know I often question like who does that actually work for like it must be a really small percentage of people yeah because you know everybody I speak to whether that be family friends clients whatever you know is having going through through a journey or having thoughts about trying to do something in the way that just really doesn't work for them and just like you know coming up against barriers and feeling stuck the whole time yeah because we're trying to force our way of doing things into the world's way of doing things which is yeah very unlikely to work you know yeah have to just kind of um I just think um it's about it's about being kind to yourself Mm -hmm. yeah and we're not doing that yeah really weird (laughs) yeah that comes back to this whole idea of worth doesn't it you know yeah I'm worth being kind to myself I you know I'm I'm worth love I'm worth acceptance all of that stuff exactly. and and I think that's where you know understanding kind of our um story does help because we kind of begin to understand maybe where that sense of worth got lost or yeah, yeah. and it's the story and, that we tell ourselves and that we tell you know it's the, it's the stories that the that's the core of it all yeah you know? um yeah. And there's also the fact that whatever our story, whatever we perceive our story to be, um, there is that whole thing about vibration and the words and the actions that we do, you know, affecting our our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of um, Dr. Emoto's water um, experiment. No, please tell um, me. It's one that I share. I did a group program at uh, end of last year and I shared it and everyone was like, oh my God. So it's basically, um, it's this Japanese doctor. And this is about, I think it's about 2017. And he 
and I think he still does it, has this lab where they fast freeze um, water, but they speak into the water different motions, different words. Yeah. So one uh, container of water, they'll, they'll just throw hate in there, just like you are worthless, you are, you know, and then they freeze. And if you, it's unbelievable how if you look at each different, they'll be like hope, they'll show you one that's hope. And it's like this beautiful crystal. And the one that's they've spoken hateful words is just like a mess. It's distorted and it's wow. Um, it's it's so mad. And yeah. if you think that we are whatever seventy percent water or whatever, yeah. Um, and the kinds of thoughts that are going on, our story, yeah, going on in our head, yeah. Um, how that affects us, you know, how that must affect us. Um, mm. It's a good one to look up. You can find oh, I'm you. totally googling that. When <laughs> we finish, it, it's funny because you know, often I will kind of tune into emotions and I will um, feel spiky or feel fluid or feel, and that kind of spoke to that a bit. You know, yeah. I wonder how like the fluid in my body is is translating that. that yeah. Reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the vibration that we're putting out, because, you know, mm-hmm. everything is vibration and all of that stuff. Again, going back into the whole, you know, kind of manifesting and stuff. But I, I honestly do believe that when you, and, you know, you talk about, about it, about being spiky, it's, 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 it's noticing those things, but also realising that you can change it in that moment. Yeah. And it takes a little bit of time, but, you know, there's a, thing called, there's a thing called spinning in NLP, which is like, you know, if you felt angry, for instance, yeah. Say you felt angry about your illness. Okay, mm-hmm. where is that anger in your body? Maybe it's in your stomach. If it's if it was turning, which way would it be turning? Imagine it's spinning. Which way is it spinning? So you think of it. Now, what happens if you slow it down? And you just concentrate on like imagining, envisaging, slowing it down. What would happen if you turned it the other way? Mm-hmm. Like all of these small techniques, um, they work. Yeah, they, they they do work. But it's just about implementing them because sometimes we think about them and think oh I don't know that bird was talking about spinning something or other like whatever um when you're you're in the moment you sometimes just don't want to do that stuff but you know when you do it a few times and you realize it works it's actually in your best best interest oh just start doing it more and more massively Mm. and that's something that you know I work with my clients on is like being able to sit with feelings and emotions which may feel really uncomfortable but you know investigate them a bit yeah as you say like what does that look like what does it feel like what's its temperature Mm. speed density whatever yes and it kind of is like it goes from this you know if it's say an emotion that you're or a feeling that you're or a physical sensation you know with chronic illness you know that you're really struggling with it comes as this like big massive boulder but being able to investigate it you get to break it down into lots of little things and it will pass yeah and yeah, it's about that too. It's not just it's not just about like going in and flipping it. It's about yeah. observing it and yeah, why is it there? What is it? You know, because the, the I think part of the reason that often these feelings just stay with us is because there's a it comes. We try to fight it. It comes. We try to fight it. <laughs> we try to fight it. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it never gets to be, mm-hmm. and you no. get to kind of see it for its and it's it's that and then kind of working with the feeling. It's yeah. allowing your feelings, really. It is. And that goes back to this idea that society tells us that certain feelings are bad and certain feelings are good. Don't and, mind, you know, like, what, yeah. you know, it's all right, fine, a stiff upper lip, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I know. And, you know, it's, 
you see it so much on, um, I have a massive, I won't call it a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's just a pleasure of some reality TV that mm. I should have given up when I was 20. Um, <laughs> but I watch it and I'm watching these people oh don't cry don't cry you know as soon as they start crying it's like don't cry it's like what's gonna happen if they cry yeah yeah you know let let it be let it come out yes it's I oh I love a good cry and I love you know allowing giving people that kind of um making them feel safe in crying yes um you know it's okay to cry it's totally okay to be angry as long as it's not you know directed at people yeah um, or animals or whatever but you know it's a place for anger and you know I feel like that's something that is needed you know yeah so a place for our emotions because I think where does that come from that don't cry it's not for the person is it or don't be angry it's for everybody else it's like don't make us feel bad because you feel bad like zip it do you know what I mean yeah totally don't, don't yeah don't make a scene don't make me feel awkward don't, exactly yeah oh so much and it's yeah that that needs to change you know I think obviously it is changing in many mm-hmm. ways but on on a kind of a, a global level you know yeah. we are all feeling so much mm. right now especially and we need to feel safe in letting those emotions be in letting ourselves be with those emotions and feelings and whatever um, and learn. Yeah. Learning from, from mm. them. And yeah. Cause equally noticing, Oh yeah. So this, you know, I let that feeling happen because once you let it happen yeah. and then you notice the next time it happens and you let it happen, you can see a pattern. Oh, this makes me feel that way. If you keep yeah. like blocking it, you never understand why, you you know what what it is that's triggering it or why you know what it what the pattern is or what the um so yeah I think it's kind of it's a bit of self-exploration and we often yeah. don't have time for that because we're always supposed to be putting everybody else first or not kind of not putting ourselves first yeah kind of main thing absolutely and and that time element you know my one of my kind of I wouldn't say non-negotiables but you know something I love and try to do every day is a 10 minute meditation in the morning and it it's you know it's guided so I don't have to like do anything mm-hmm. um a bar sit there um <laughs> but it allows me that it's not an, an automatic thing but if I've done it say for five days I will notice that in the rest of my day I have that I'm, I'm almost functioning 10% slower yeah in a way that allows me to kind of stop realize investigate get curious a bit or whatever you know breathe Mm. notice that you know oh my breath is way up in my chest Mm -hmm. you know and um I'm clenching my jaw and pushing my tongue right you know hard against my teeth and all my kind of things that I notice I do and it's like oh pause for a minute slow down and reset yeah and 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 as you say doing that meditation participating in that doing that is the thing that makes you more aware of your body that means that the next when it happens you know same for, for me it's funny I went at um I was away with some friends and two women they're friends of my sisters actually and they were like oh my god we'd had a few drinks like, oh my god your afternoon baths like oh my god that just blew yeah. my mind and it's like for, for me that's kind of like one of my it, it 
that is one of my non-negotiables if I know yeah. that I need that I'm like I say to my husband I just need to go and you know I'll run myself a bath some Epsom salts and it could that. be 11 o'clock in the morning it could be four o'clock in the afternoon like yeah. this thing where it's like you should be up you should be doing you should be says <laughs> who um yeah if I go and spend 20 minutes half an hour and our, our bathroom is in is in the attic and so it's sloped so I had to get the smallest <laughs> bath the shortest so I don't even get to lie down in it I'm kind of like knees up but it's just the act of being in my own space being in yeah. you know it's all shut nobody's coming in and showing myself that little bit of love that little mm. bit of, um attention um it's it just it does just change everything so I've got these these friends like afternoon baths they're just amazing I was just you know I've started having afternoon baths I'm like yes it's it's um it's just I should start a club absolutely and it's it's the the benefit of that has happened way before you've even got into the bath hasn't it it's happened when you uh, made the decision absolutely yeah um to to do that and going back to that you know I mean knowing you're going to get into a bath is mostly always lovely but things that sometimes aren't like sitting for meditation for 10 minutes I resist that quite a lot I'm like mm. Mm. but again going back to that connecting to the feeling of the afterwards mm. I got into cold water swimming last year and I did take a break for winter but I'm hoping to get back into it because I love it but the getting in the water is like ah but how I feel afterwards I'm yeah. like on a high yes. and okay I can whilst I'm getting into the water and it's bloody freezing I'm connecting to that high so that I can carry on getting I'm in. giving you props because I see it and I'm like <laughs> I so should be doing that but you know what that's a rebellion too far from me right exactly right now but, yeah but then you know I love I love what you say you know I should be doing that and it's kind of like everybody's doing it they're saying it's so good but nah it's not for me it's not you know? yeah, yeah 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 I mean if you love your warm baths I have thought about putting a bath um, when we move. I've thought about putting a bath in the garden and doing that kind of yeah. bath outside thing. So yeah. cold, but yeah. um, you know, outside. So maybe that will be my foray into that whole. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You want a sauna to build a sauna next to it? I went for um, I went to a pool uh, last year, and they have got like a wood fired sauna. It's like on a trailer type thing. I mean, it's oh, really yeah. cool. Um, but you could run into the sea, into the sauna, into the sea, into the oh, sauna. Cool. And I was like, that's perfect. So I'm, I love the warmth. Yeah. Um, and actually what cold water does for me is like my body creates that warmth itself. So it's yes. like a real deep warmth in cold. Mm. It's amazing. Um, just going back to kind of what we were talking about before, something you say is the obstacle is the way and yeah. working with what you have. Um, could you talk a bit more about that? Yes. Um, the Obstacle is Away is actually a book that I think I read as part of my hypnotherapy training, and it's by uh, Ryan Holiday. Um, and it's the idea, I wrote down, why should I put it? It's um, Adversity into Advantage. Mm -hmm. um, so it is about, and for me, my version of that was going through the menopause and... Mm and going ah oh, right what do I need in this and you know and learning more about and then doing hypno and going right and so when I first started I was just you know I was like hypno for women in midlife right um, I, I, I saw someone say 
you know that whole thing about niche I am the niche so I am (laughs) um so I don't do that anymore but you know um but I still get a lot of those people coming towards coming to me and it's like if if you if you if there's something that uh, that's happening in your life that you just keep resisting and you just try to you know it that creates more of a feeling of out of controlness and you know we talk about fighting that thing so in some ways it's about okay if this is my thing right now how can I get into it how can I use it what what are the strengths it's given me for a start like what have I become because of it Mm -hmm. and how can I use that to help to help other people um or to you know to do something new or whatever it is you know it's like it's even if it's not involved in the same thing it's like okay this thing has made me really whatever um how can resilient or whatever yes, yeah exactly great words how can I use that in something else yeah you know it's yeah. it, it's it, otherwise you just what what it's just wallow or yeah, yeah. exactly you just get yeah. bogged down so it's like how can I use even though this thing is really shit <laughs> how can I use it um yeah a good way yeah and that speaks a lot to um, a program that I've got called your chronic illness ally and it is exactly that I suppose it's this right I wouldn't have chosen like mm-hmm. if I if I had the power to choose what was going to happen in my life at the very beginning of my life you know it's not necessarily something I would have chosen like no but it is what it is and actually it has taught me so much I've learned so much I've become you know who I am today because of it mm-hmm. and thanks to it and I love who I am today and so, yeah, like society will tell me that my chronic illness is an obstacle, um, you know, and have and have, you know, anybody who lives with chronic illness believe that it's a, an obstacle and a barrier to life, as we were talking about earlier. But actually, it can be the way also. And I love I love that idea of tuning into that. And that's what I mean, so much of my work is about is about tuning into that and yeah. bucking the idea that you know it is an obstacle it's you know what what can we see it as actually different different to an yeah, obstacle you know we take from it I mean for me it was you know later it was midlife as you say I menopause was, yeah was, yeah I mean I was I um I had um childhood abuse I mm-hmm. had a child myself at 19 all of yeah. those things yeah. could have been an obstacle and for a period yeah. of time they were right until I looked at until I and, and some of it's hindsight. You look back and go, God, if I hadn't had a child at 19 and been in a bed sit with cockroaches in the, in the kitchen, <laughs> then I wouldn't be, um, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. be where I am. I wouldn't be so dogged in the things that I want to do. Right. I had to be dogged to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is perception, really. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how... So I suppose perception, and there are two questions that we're coming to the end, now, mm-hmm. the moment, uh, but there are two questions I want to ask, and that is, and you're probably going to go, Alana, no, that's like months worth of talking, but um, how do you change your perception or what are your kind of top tips on ch- changing your perception and the same question for your worth, your sense of self-worth, which um, might be the same answer, I don't know. So the first one I would say for sure is, um, do you know the work of Byron Katie? Kind of, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's those four questions. Is it true? Do I know it to be true? Mm-hmm. Who am I when I think it's true? What's yeah. the last one? I can't remember. But anyway, um, <laughs> great that. questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just makes you look at things yeah. a little bit more. Um, those are my, that, that, that literally, that, those, that literally, those questions, which I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally kind of like, you know, step back, look at it and get some truth. Um, yeah. And what is it doing to me when yeah. I believe? Um, so that's the first one. And the second one, what's the second one? Uh, worth. Um, yeah, your sense of self-worth. Yeah, that's a hard one. And that's kind of yeah. what I do. I think that's yeah. kind of, I would say that's where I come in. Oh. I love, yeah, no, um. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because it's, it's such a, it, that is a massive a massive kind of a journey really isn't it yeah um, you can read all the books self-help books but sometimes you just need to sit with someone and kind of yes. really pick it apart I always say it's like a ball of wool you know like yeah. you start off feeling and and you've got all this stuff you know I can't walk coming got all this stuff to say and oh it's just, it feels so difficult but we pick it out and we go back to the beginning we find out where those come from and we use hypno and other tools to you know unravel it and you can look back then and you can actually look back sometimes and like you say, perception, see mm-hmm. the good in it or see, you know, kind of, oh, that's, oh, you know, a lot, what I love about what I do and it's often like the hardest and being an empath, it's hard for me too to watch sometimes, is doing yeah. the, is doing the um, inner child work, you know, when you go right. back to that. But it has such massive, massive <laughs> shit, you know, when you, when you say to someone, okay, sit down next to her tell her what yeah she oh man that yeah my heart honestly yeah. it's it's magic yeah it really is um I love it it makes mm. me and I know I'm supposed I'm like yeah that. I'm not because <laughs> it's just not me you know um I'm in it with you so yeah that's where the worst bit comes from when you can see yourself as that three four five six seven whatever it is you're old yeah that had that happen or had that said or was in that situation and you look at it from that perspective you're like no wonder no wonder mm. how dare they or you know whatever it is um you just see it in a different and then when you bring that little one with you yeah yeah it's that compassion you. isn't it as opposed to like well I don't you know in your experience but allowing that compassion to come in yeah and, and not just seeing you know hate or anger or because as a child, there's so much ego, right? So we think it's yeah. about ourselves and we're still doing it. We're still like, oh God, she was so annoying. Oh God, she, you know, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But when yeah. you look at it, when you go back and you look at it from a different perspective, from outside of yourself, you're like, oh. Yeah, I totally see it now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially when you see other kids, like, yeah. you know, going through something and experience, you're like, you, there's nothing but love. There's nothing but, oh my God, I just want to hug you. Yeah. Um, I had a, I actually had a client who couldn't see it, couldn't couldn't do that, couldn't do the empathy, couldn't you know? Right. And I said because <clears throat> they had a little niece. That was your niece. Mm. How would you feel that that had happened to them? How would you feel? What would you say? And it suddenly switched everything. You know. Yeah. So powerful. Mm. So powerful. And um, you have got you've got something called Brave that you're working on at the moment. Um, yes. Share a bit. Share a bit about that. Um, it's a four week, it's going to be a four week course, um, just 
with some of the tools that I talk about and yeah. some portals, some tapping thrown in there, just we often kind of, there's a lot of fear, right? It's a lot of like, oh God, that everything feels so big and I don't know how to, you know, and it's just ha having those tools to step into this kind of more brave and more confident version of yourself, which is there already, but yes. we just kind of, we've forgotten that the, mm. she's there or we kind of, you know, we need a little bit of a reminder. So it's a four week pro group program where there'll be hypno and tapping and other stuff and hopefully um I'm I'm holding off so that I can finish my breath work and bring that into it because I think that will be really really powerful so um if anybody wants to know more about that they can um dm me or sign up on my um just on my email list and then I'll yeah. keep people updated on that but I'm looking forward to that it's going to be less about the past and more about um moving forward you know yeah. like um so yeah I'm looking forward to that one Great. And your Instagram is I am Becca McKee. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Um, and th through there, that'll link to your yeah. newsletter, et cetera. Exactly. Amazing. Thank you so much for your honesty and your vulnerability it's and nice, just sharing it? your story with us. Um, it's been lush having you on and to close series two. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you very much. No worries. I Take can't care. believe that's it officially calling a wrap on season two. Honestly, I've had a blast and have met and talked to the most wonderful group of women. I'm now gonna take some time to rest, plan and start recording season three. I'll be back soon. Thank you so much, Becca, for making the season finale so special. You can find all of Becca's links in the show notes and if you want to join the conversation of reframing your chronic illness on a more regular basis, and now that this podcast is on its season break, I would love to welcome you to my newsletter. You can find the link in the show notes or by heading to alanaholloway.com. Whilst you're here, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate, review and share this podcast. As you've probably guessed by my ramblings, this way of thinking about chronic illness isn't the norm but I want it to be. I want more people to be freed from the chronic illness struggle and the way we make that happen is by sharing something the algorithm which is dictated by rates and reviews is fantastic at doing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.